0: Welcome to Four Town Territory. As stinkin and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Lareth and Evans kicking it off
1: with First down.
0: Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Another day with nothing to report. Officially, when it comes to the Broncos head coaching search. Yeah, don't be in a hurry to get where you're eventually going to be. Someday you're going to have a head coach. Don't just rush right into it. But Adam Schefter, our NFL ESPN insider, was on yesterday with The Drive and was asked, well, could Mike Shanahan be a
1: candidate? Well, Mike, Mike's not going to come back to coach right now. That's just not where he's at at this stage of his life. I, I think Mike is a huge asset. You know, he he kind of likes to watch what happens with his son in San Francisco. I, I think that's where he derives his pleasure and enjoyment these days. And so that that, to me, is not a possibility.
0: Well, that jives completely with what you've you've said for, for months now, for a couple of years. So whether it's you and the tight relationship you had with the Shanahans, or Adam, who literally wrote the book with, uh, with Mike Shanahan, I'm going to assume that uh, Mike Shanahan is off the table as uh, we discuss stuff. But uh, who's the guy? Mark, it's been a week and a half since the Broncos even had an interview, and there are no new interviews scheduled. So when did they actually go, when did they actually fly out to Michigan to meet Harbaugh? It was early last week. It was last week? Yes. My goodness. That with the other reports that they've said, hey, uh, Raheem Morris, David Shaw, Jim Caldwell, uh, Igero Evero, we're, we're, we're moving on. No new interviews are scheduled. Mike Kliss saying that there's... And we'll have Mike on here in about uh, 10 minutes. Mike say no, as best as I can read it. They're they're not looking to start a whole new search with new candidates. So so it's got to be somebody they've talked to, right? You would think. Maybe somebody they've talked to that they have reported on. Like, who could it? Like, how does that stay? How does that stay? I don't think they've given up on. I don't think they've given up on Harbaugh. I know Adam said that Harbaugh's not a uh, a candidate, but I don't think they've. I maybe right now, because maybe he turned him down again. I I don't think they're going to give up on him yet. Just, just. Oh my God! You know this is so simple. This is so simple. Got him aggravated. This is so easy. This is what you should have done in the first place. Just go make nice with Sean Payton. Give up your your end of the first round draft pick. That's basically a second round pick anyway. Mm-hmm. Give him his twenty million per year, and let's go. Let
2: it go, man.
0: Oh. You can't quit me. Why is this so hard? I don't know. I don't. But they don't. I don't feel like they can quit Jim Harbaugh. He's got ah. Stanford connections. I was like that. He won.
1: Yeah. Second down.
0: Uh, NFL news. Brock Purdy out six months. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah, I mean, he'll be, re- he'll be ready to roll. It's different. That, that Tommy John thing is different with uh, football players than it is with baseball players. It takes longer with baseball players. Yeah, because you're not snapping off sliders and curveballs. I get it. Yeah, and plus the baseball weighs, what, four and a half ounces, whatever. Football has some. There's some resistance in throwing a football. Some heft. So it, yeah, some heft to it. Unless you deflate it. No, it still has heft. It just has like its could more, have less heft. It's more like Squishy Mac. Right. Right. Like a Nerf ball. Yeah. Gosh, Nerf balls were awesome, weren't they? Aren't they? Especially when it got a little wet. Mm. Man, when that thing got a little wet, you could throw that thing... I mean, you could throw it over a mountain. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you'd be I'd like spiral. I loved Nerf. The nerf balls were awesome. That dude, that dude, the guy that created Nerf, that was like an accident. Nothing worse though than the the really light, airy, puffy Nerf. Oh that just, yeah, they didn't was go anywhere. Was definitely, had done... you had it. You had it like you had to go to the store to pick out your own yes, Nerf. Yes. to understand which Nerf was exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah, when you got the really light one, and that and then they. That like rubbery coating would come off of it, and you could see the little. You could see the like, like the little air hole. It was like a little, like a tiny little beehive. You could see the air holes, in it and you mm, this one's not. Third down. NFL salary cap is going up to about two hundred and twenty-eight million dollars. Mm. Big increase. Yeah. Broncos, as of right now, have about twelve million dollars in cap space. They have the thirteenth most. space in the NFL. And, of course, you can uh, continue to to create more by cutting people, restructuring contracts, all that kind of stuff. So, um, feel confident that the uh, Broncos will be super aggressive in a free agency? Do you Uh, want them to be? (laughs) After How's how's Randy Gregory working? By the way, all these free agents... Remember when we were doing our big board and all the the free agent wish lists? And everybody had pass rushers. Yeah. Did any of them pan out? Randy Gregory, Chandler Jones was a, a huge disappointment. Yeah, Chandler was. You're right. Gregory. Vaughn, Vaughn got hurt. Vaughn got hurt. Yeah, did anybody that was a pass rusher. Other than Hassan Redick. Wasn't Redick? Yeah, Hassan. He was number one on most of our list. I think Hassan, Hassan had a great year. But other than that, yeah, pretty disappointing. Yeah, you're right. It was. When's Richie going to put up his big boards? I've been telling him. He's he's kind of embarrassed. Yeah. He's, he, I think he's taken so much ribbing and grief from us over the years that he's like kind of shell-shocked, a little defensive. This this studio needs some artwork, but out, I, I told him, I said Richie, it, it's it's look if we're, if we're not busting your chops, then it's a bad sign. It's, mm-hmm. it's a sign of love, yeah, that's among right. guys. If, yeah. if guys show their love by busting chops, so yeah. we want you to put the, the big boards up. Yeah, we need some. Uh, well, right now, I mean, right now we're we're it's who's the coach at all times. It's we're on DefCon. What's the big one? Is one. DefCon one? Yeah. Where, where were we on the DefCon? Well, nobody. Else, but I, mean, nobody I thought else that, I thought it was gonna. I thought it was gonna. there being a domino effect. Does it just really say that nobody really wants to coach, to coach Houston, the Colts, the Broncos, or or uh, who's the other one? Arizona. Yeah. Basically, nobody really wants to coach you guys. Can't do it. One, two, three. Fourth down. Nuggets back in action tonight, hosting the Pelicans. It uh is looking more and more like Bones Highland's gonna get traded. Yeah. Uh Bones is is disconnected from Nuggets social media sites. No. Uh speculation is that the Nuggets might be able to fetch a first rounder for him. Really? Although I would just use him to, to bring in a, a veteran player that can help win win you a championship. I'm not looking for a draft pick for Bones. I'm looking for a a veteran you're looking for a guy a veteran contributor i'm looking to go out and get my um i'm going to use an avalanche equivalent here go get go get my uh my josh manson go get my soda yes <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Well, who is the soda burger yes, okay. of the nba sure who's oh, the soda burger yeah. of the nba you got, okay you got you got my my drift yeah who is it apparently bones and michael malone are clashing mm. but that uh, Look, I, I get it. Bones, bones is everyone loves bones, but bones, bones is a streaky scorer. Doesn't play great defense, and if I'm a coach who has designs on winning a championship, I can't trust Bones Highland type players. Mm-hmm. Bones is the kind of guy that right now needs to go play for a, a team that's not going to make the playoffs, where he's going to go play 35 minutes a night and just go play. Right here, he needs to fit a specific role that I think at at and it's not his fault. It's just at the stage of his career, he doesn't have the experience or the maturity to, to really be able to handle professionally that kind of role that's asked of him. Yeah, he's too he's too he's too streaky as a player. Right. I think it's really hard to come in, you know, and and especially as a young player, like you said, that needs the reps that needs to play. Come in and say, "Hey, man! I need you to be super disciplined. I need you, to, you know, to play these twelve or eighteen minutes or whatever it is, um, and I need you to fit this role in doing that." Uh, that's a that it's tough ask. It's a tough ask, and you're right; they, they do seem to be clashing. So, go get yourself some veteran some veteran presence that can help you win a championship. I, I'm with you on that. That is what's going on in four down territory. Mike Kliss can't wait to join us as we ask him. Mike, what the heck is going on? And he'll try to answer that coming up next. Denver Sports Station, 104.3, the fan pres- for This From the Broncos standpoint, because there just isn't much information. And a lot of times you have to go from the other side of things. So here you go. I don't know if you've seen this uh, report out of the Wolverine in Michigan that says that uh, Reportedly, the Broncos had a principal agreement in place last Wednesday with Harbaugh. Penner flew out with the expectation of coming back with him. Contract confirmed of upwards of sixteen million a year, and it was all set to go and then it fell apart. Anything anything that you can tell to that?
1: No, that's uh that that is a uh I believe it's a fan. I, I did uh, read that. I believe it's a fan blog site, and I think it was a very creative, uh, uh, you know, person, uh, fan of the Wolverines who has a, a creative uh, literature to, uh, major at <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that uh, no, there was no such offer. There was no such offer made. The uh, <clears throat> you know the Jim Harbaugh thing. The one the one thing about that. I guess I would add to that is Jim Harbaugh wanted that meeting with the Penners as much as the Penners did. It wasn't that the Penners necessarily went there, uh, you know, ready to close the deal with Jim Harbaugh. It was, uh, it was, it was a situation where, you know, I, I really think Harbaugh things don't seem to be going well for Jim at Michigan since he committed. To the team. There's been no contract extension, uh, with, that everyone thought he was going to get with, with greater pay. And the NCAA not only, um, knocked him around a little bit for minor infractions, they accused him of, uh, misleading them, uh, or not telling the truth about his involvement in these minor infractions. So he's got a couple of headaches going on there in Michigan. And I think, you know, I really think, uh, he would like to coach the Broncos, You know, is maybe leaning the way I kind of read things is he'd like to coach the Broncos, and uh, the Penners are kind of weighing him and 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 Sean Payton and and Dan Quinn and Jim Caldwell. I think uh, I think maybe where you can at least get it down to those four uh, being alive with D'Amico Ryan's likely winding up with the Houston Texans. Uh, here today or tomorrow. We'll see what happens there. He's still on the list uh, of possibilities uh, until they, you know, he tells the Broncos otherwise, which, by the way, he hasn't told the Broncos otherwise. The last they heard is is D'Amico wanted to interview with Houston uh, first and then come back and interview with the Broncos. And the Broncos said, "Uh, you know, uh, what are we, you know, chopped liver to the Houston Texans, and so they've kind of moved on uh, with the process and and looking at other candidates.
0: So, you're saying that Jim Harbaugh is still alive and kicking in the process, as is Sean Payton. Dan Quinn surprised me a little bit. Is he still a name that uh, may become the next head coach of the Broncos?
1: Well, you know, he did say um, a week or two ago and, you know, he did commit to going back to Dallas, and I would think he would go back. The only thing I would add to that is uh, the Broncos, Penner and, and George Payton and, and all the owners, you know, Carrie Penner, Condoleezza Rice. After their interviews, initial interviews, it's kind of interesting. There hasn't been really second interviews in this process. But they have maintained, instead of the second interviews, uh, like Indianapolis is doing, where they bring in guys for a full day, um, they, they stay in contact with these guys. They talk to their reps. They talk to the candidates themselves. And, uh, because, and they do that with all the candidates because of that, I wouldn't be surprised if they circle back at some point, uh, with Dan Quinn, perhaps, but, um, I don't know where that stands. I'm just saying that it's, it wouldn't surprise me if they circle back on Dan Quinn to see if he's, uh, you know really committed to going back to Dallas.
0: And you mentioned Jim Caldwell cuz wasn't Caldwell supposedly in that group that was told we're moving on?
1: The way um the as I understand the Broncos uh put it was um they said uh, that they weren't going to uh they weren't going to bring him back for a second interview. And you can look around and you know go go ahead with some other things but uh we'll stay in touch and um I of, of the four, the four people that they, uh, the four candidates that they told that to, Caldwell is the one that uh, would be most alive uh, in the search process because of his experience and successful experience as a head coach. So, Mike, uh,
0: I'm sitting at the kitchen table yesterday doing a little work, and my wife had the TV on to 9 News. And all okay. of a sudden they announced, uh, hey, we're joined by... My Cliss. And I immediately popped up and ran over to hear what you had to say. And you said on this report yesterday on TV that you believe they'll name a new coach by the end of this week. So it's Tuesday. Yeah, that, you, 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 yeah, must, you must think something's going to happen
1: fast here. Well, yeah, I do. Although uh, <laughs> I thought this process, uh, I do think that there's a good chance it'll be done by the end of this week. Um, but there, you know, there's been, uh, I I think there's times where they thought it was going to be done next week. And so, you know, this process is, you know, I, I, there's been some complexities, some complications, just Sean Payton himself, for instance, is a very complicated, complex candidate because. You know, let's say Sean Payton is you know someone you want to you want to take to the end of the line before making a decision. Man, that's uh, there's a lot you got to do there with him. You know, the trade with New Orleans when you really can't afford to give away any draft picks, right? And because of the Russell Wilson situation, giving away a, a, a first and a, and a third for Sean Payton, it, you know um, that would be easy if he didn't give away two first-round picks and two second-round picks last year. It's kind of compounding the, the the matter with Sean Payton. Now, maybe you still do it. I don't know if, if he's your guy. If there were no strings attached, I would say Sean Payton would be the best candidate because, you know, he knows how to uh, fix a culture and bring a winning culture to the Broncos and, and everything, you know, all the minor details. Plus, he's probably the best to reboot uh Russell Wilson, as he's more of the quarterback whisperer even than Jim Harbaugh. But there are some serious, serious strings attached to Sean Payton, um, and those strings are further complicated by the fact the Broncos really don't have draft picks to give up. So, um, you know, how long will that process take, and and how long will the Penners spend – on Sean Payton. And, and, you know, while they, at the same time, consider Jim Harbaugh, while they, at the same time, consider, you know, whether or not to make another run at Dan Quinn or check back in at Dan Quinn, um, do you, um, you know, Tim Caldwell with everything he brings with maybe a young offensive coordinator. Um, those are, those are some of the options. And then, do you open up the search? <laughs> you know, if you open up the search, then that would uh, that would extend that would extend this. If they keep it within the eight and I and right now I believe that's what they're doing, they're keeping it within the, the eight candidates that they've already interviewed, then there's a there's a chance this could be done by the end of the week. That I, I would say that's the hope, but that is far from a guarantee the way this process has gone. You couched it properly.
0: Goodness and, gracious. Uh, and yes, I was watching and I saw your nod to Bobby Hull. Well done. Well done. Thank you, Michael. Oh, thank
1: you. Appreciate that. <laughs> thank See you. you. Mike right. Liss
0: of uh, Nine News. This reminds me of uh, the movie Princess Bride. Yes. yes. Miracle Max. Miracle Max? When he's trying to revive Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he's only mostly dead, which means partly alive. <laughs> I just had a little Dr. Uh, right. Professor Zeus just yeah. came in there. What's Trending coming up next. Here's Shlareth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Pro Football Talk, which is normally just kind of a, at least on Twitter, it's just usually kind of about the information, you know, passing along stuff. Sure. They don't usually get too into opinions, I guess, but uh, somebody got loose on Pro Football Talk's uh, Twitter feed. When it comes to the Broncos coaching search, how about this one sent out yesterday? Quote, the Broncos owners are getting a quick education regarding the fact that running an NFL team is a lot tougher than buying and selling a bleep load of household goods on a razor thin margin. Yeah, that's a uh, (laughs) that's a shot. That's a shot. But but what are they saying about Arizona? What are they saying about Indianapolis? What are they saying about Houston? What are they saying about those teams? Fair point. Yeah. They're not getting anything done. No, they haven't gotten anything With Only one of the five openings has been filled with Frank Reich in in Carolina. Is everybody else going... Is everybody else as crazy as we are, right, like, wondering what's going to... Are they doing this in Arizona right now? Are they doing this in Indianapolis right now? Are they having the same conversations? Of course they, they would be. You've never... Adam Schefter was on a couple of weeks ago saying, I've never seen us get to the championship game week and have all these vacancies still unfilled right. and, and nobody getting filled. Never mind now we're into the hiatus between the championship games and the Super Bowls and you still have openings. i never seen anything like this. And I've been through many Bronco coaching searches Could, over the last quarter century here, and, and I've never I'll seen anything there. like this either. Let me ask you this, just... just you know off the top of your head not that we've fallen those other teams but could it be that there are two of those teams out there right now or three of those teams three of the four that are looking at coaches that are on the staff of either Kansas City or Philadelphia is is Jonathan Gannon a legit candidate in Indy is you know is Eric Bieniemy a legit candidate in Arizona Maybe, but boy, you could you could say that you've you've agreed to hire the guy. You can make the announcement, can't you? You can't have an official press conference, but it can be it can be widely reported that hey, so and so is going to become the coach of such and such team after the Super Bowl. Didn't didn't wasn't that the understanding with O'Connell? after uh going into the Super Bowl last year with with Minnesota I, don't, I, don't, I, th- I thought that that I was, don't remember I, I'll that. have to go back and look that up but uh or Johnny if, as we're talking uh if you could look that up so get ready for a lot of um Patrick Mahome's brother and Patrick Mahome's wife Brittany oh, yeah. yeah as a uh, part of the upcoming Super Bowl and boy they're annoying but in this case let's give Brittany some points. Because she obviously heard all of the tough talk from the uh, Bengals. Uh Uh Uh-huh. And she uh, fired back at Eli Apple, who's been very uh, vocal on Twitter. Mm. And she uh, tweeted back saying, Cancun on three. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good for her. By the way, do you see what's also going uh, viral is a video of Zach Taylor saying it's rigged? I, I did see that, yeah. Okay. And and the Bengals act is getting tiresome. Yeah. Because this whole bit about it being rigged, if, all right, I'll play along. I'll tell you what, I'll put, let me, let me slip my tinfoil cap on. Okay. okay? It's extra large. Uh So it's as big as tinfoil. That is the largest roll of tinfoil to make that cap. It's one of them industrial, like kitchen, like the industrial kitchen rolls. That thing is capable of picking up signals from space. Nine billion light years away. So you are correct. But if the, if the fix was in, if this was rigged, if the NFL it's rigged, uh-huh. wouldn't you want the Bills in the Super Bowl? Seriously, wouldn't the Bills have beaten the Bengals mm-hmm. with the Debar, Demar Hamlin story? Buffalo—it's such an easy city to root for. They've been through so much in the last year. You got a—you got a charismatic quarterback in Josh Out. Why? Why? If it's rigged, why wouldn't Buffalo have beaten Cincinnati? If it's rigged, why has Dallas been so irrelevant? On the national, on the Super Bowl, on the on the playoff scene for decades, if it's rigged, correct. By the way, why have we not had a New York team in the Super Bowl recently? Yeah, if it's rigged. Why has Chicago been so bad for so long? If it's rigged, right? Hey, come on, stop it. I do believe that didn't, uh, weren't there? wasn't there a touchdown callback back by Kansas City on a penalty where they ended up settling for a field goal. Like, like I mean, it, I don't know. It just wasn't as as lopsided as everybody seems to try to make it out to be. Um, yeah, the, the whole rig thing. Like, hey, man, I, I, I wish the game was rigged. I'd have spent a lot less time on an operating table. I promise you that. I, I just think that's, like, you guys are so, the Cincinnati fans, stop it. Just stop. You guys lost. The mayor of New York City has apologized for the Empire State Building being lit up in Eagles colors Sunday night. Mm. Came out and said, yeah, quote, that got away from us. (laughs) Still, you think as bad as that was, it wasn't as bad as the Cincinnati mayor doing it before the game. Yeah, Now, he owned up. He said... He came out yesterday and said, "I deserve that." The, the 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 Kelsey comment. He said, "I deserve that." Yeah. So he owned it, right? Yeah, he did. He did. What are you doing, dude? You got no skin in the game. Unbelievable. One more Unbelievable. for you. One more. <laughs> so the Cy Young awards that were handed out. Uh-huh. Your boy Justin Verlander yeah. uh, won the one. Yeah. They misspelled. The word valuable. Really? Valuable spelled, and so it's it's supposed to say the most valuable pitcher. Right. The Cy Young Award, the most valuable pitcher in baseball. Valuable should be spelled V-A-L-U-A-B-L-E. Okay. Well, both the American League and National League trophies were spelled valuable. V-A-L-U-B-L-E. Okay. So you, how does that happen? Seriously, how, how you get somebody like how me? does that happen? You yeah. get somebody, you ask somebody like me to spell, but I would have spell checked it. Right. Yeah, I sit here all the time. You know, I get on my phone sometimes and I go, okay, I'll get like, a, I'll go right to text messages and I'll go, here's you and Johnny, our, our text chain. I'll go, valuable. And I'll speak it. And then it, there it is. Right there. Did it spell correct? V-A-L-U-A-B-L-E. There you go. But you're talking about the Cy Young truck. You're telling me that somewhere along the line, before it gets into the hands of Sandy Alcantara and Justin Verlander, somebody doesn't see that it's spelled wrong? Somebody doesn't see that? Nope. <sighs> we are. Trying. Do you, you actually redo the trophy or you just scratch it out? I would keep it. I'd be like, this is awesome. This is like one of those baseball cards that. Uh, yeah, it's get, like a misprinted dollar bill. It's something, worth it. Yeah. Hold on to it. Yeah. That is uh, what is trending. Brock Hewart. He told us last week Jim Harbaugh was the Broncos' choice all along. Does he believe it's dead? That's next. Loosen up those joints and muscles. It's time for your seven forty five stretch. Here's Schlereth and Evans with the biggest story in Denver sports. Here we go, Brock. Hewitt or Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports seven ten joins us, courtesy of Elite Sportsbook. Good morning, Brock. Running a little late today. Yeah, huh? Yeah, running a little yeah. late. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey. Big goings Clock on. Integrity. Clock <laughs> integrity. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, all right. Well, don't 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 waste our time anymore that we've oh, already sorry. wasted. Okay. So right. your chance to take a victory lap a week ago with us, you said, guys. I'm telling you. Jim Harbaugh has been their number one choice from day one. It's clear that was the case. Mm-hmm. Is it still the case? Notice I still continue to use the present term.
2: Yeah, until ink is dried with somebody else, right? Uh, but it sure feels like Schefter, who I listened to yesterday with the afternoon guys, was just like, no, this is, this is done. Right, they tried. They went back again, and there just was not a deal that, that could be found. Whether that was money, again, whether that's just the emotional pull and tie that that Jim has to Michigan, to his players there in Michigan, it just was not. It was not to be. So, this is this is crazy. I mean, listening to you guys spin around, listen to poor Mike Kliss, He's in a pretzel. Can somebody just? You know, and and I, I get it. I mean, I'm not making any fun of him. I mean, this is just. If I was covering this, it would be miserable. And, and not just here, but Arizona and Indy and all these markets, and, and it leaves me wondering why. In situations like this, after these years of doing radio like you two, don't you just sit there and go, okay, why? Is this because of Sean Payton? Is this because, you know, maybe some guys have wisened up, and they make so much as coordinators, like, I'm not going there to be a one and done. Right now, at back-to-back years, Urban Meyer doesn't last a year. Nathaniel Hackett doesn't last a year. If it's not the right spot for me and all these things are in place, I'm not just going to rush into it. It's the league. And, and as much as they pounded into these organizations about the interviewing process, is that also added some length. Whatever it is, this is unprecedented. And, yeah, Denver's not alone with three other markets just sitting here in pretzels. But you
0: look at the you look at the four that are left. You you talked about Houston being one, right? You talk about Indianapolis, uh, Arizona and Denver. Um I don't I don't particularly think any of them are great jobs as currently constructed. At least in Houston you got a bunch of draft capital coming your way and probably very low expectations, but
2: how do you handicap which the best job of those four available? Well, if Denver was not encumbered, Denver would be the best job. Denver's got an incredible fan base. Denver has tradition. Denver's got the deepest pockets in the league that does matter, even in a salary cap league. Having cash on hand matters. I watched that for 10 years plus in Seattle, having Paul Allen and just, yo, what do we need to put in escrow? $100 million? Great, here you go. Cut the check. And other organizations can do that. So those things matter. But the problem, like Cliff said, is it's encumbered. It's encumbered with a QB that's got $160. 60 million guaranteed it's encumbered with the loss of draft capital and those things unfortunately i think mark uh, make that handicap a little more difficult without that it's the prettiest house on the street with it it's got a few issues now and i don't know again if if you're a candidate if you're dan quinn like hey man i've looked at houston run through coaches hey man i've looked at denver run through coaches coach that's the way in my experience especially on the college end As I talk to these guys, they look at what's happened in the past. They look at how their peers have gone into different universities and different campuses and different places and went, yeah, he was a great coach. And if he couldn't make it work, who's to think, and those things haven't changed, who's to think that I'm going to make it work? Difference now is ownership has changed. It has stabilized. And unfortunately, as positive that is, the other encumbrances, I think, make it difficult. Do you like yeah, that word encumbrance? Yeah, that I, That's I my do. My real estate
0: background. Yeah, that is yeah. that is a phenomenal word. Writing love, it down. I love the prettiest <laughs> house on the street as well. Like yeah. that is they they are, they are that. Uh, so like like I understand that there are a lot of a lot of issues when you're talking about Sean Payton and draft capital and all that stuff. But at this point, at this point, if you look at the candidates right now, Jim Harbaugh. You look at Sean Payton, you look at the potential of uh even a Dan Quinn coming back here, mm-hmm. Not like handicapping for me, who who do you think makes the most sense for the Broncos. Oh, man.
2: Yeah, I think last week it really felt like D'Amico Ryan's, you know, just just from a watching his guys play. And even in that game without a quarterback, those guys still played and played and played. And I, I know that, you know, home is going to call him and his wife, family's from Houston, and more than likely he knows that organization haven't played there. So it doesn't even feel like his name is now mentioned in Denver. But if you were going to go the non experienced route, I think he would be at the top of my list. And as Mike Cliss said, if you were to go with the experienced, culture builder, creative, creative, innovative, has been there and done it with quarterbacks, and everybody says, oh, he just had Drew Brees. No. Drew's missed some, Drew missed some time, and he's pretty innovative with Taysom, and Drew missed some time, and Teddy B played the best football of his career because they built a, he and Mickey Loomis built a pretty good roster there. I mean, he would check the most boxes. but Brock, Can I jump in right there? Because
0: yeah. I, I, I wanted to ask you, because to me, I I don't get the idea of the, the hang up over giving up a a, a first round draft pick mm-hmm. late in the first round, maybe even a third, uh for Sean Payton. The, the, the if it's I, the right guy. If it's right? the right guy because you, mm-hmm. you've you've watched Pete Carroll for the last decade and you've yep. seen the impact that a coach and a culture builder can make and you would you wouldn't even hesitate yep. knowing what you know to say, Oh, we gotta give up a first round pick for, for Pete Carroll. Done. Yep. You, so I don't I don't understand why there's so much uh obsession i guess with one one cycle of of a draft pick or draft picks compared yeah. to what you think this guy could do for you for the next no, five I, seven
2: ten years yeah no i think that's fair i think that is fair i, I just I, i'm curious as you were talking there i right now in a word that comes to my mind if you're this new ownership group right and this is your first you know very big significant hire and process that you've now gone through for what five weeks the word i come to is stability. Right, this has been nothing but instable here. This is nothing but coaches in and coaches out, a few GMs and just gosh, as you just skit on that unstable cycle, it's so hard to come off. Is Sean Payton the most stable? Right, if, if if you're looking at, at attributes to okay, we gotta work with the quarterback, okay, we got to be a culture builder, we gotta do how about just flat out somebody that's gonna build a foundation and 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 put their anchor down, as you mentioned, you know, the and look around the league, guys. Look at look at the teams, look at Andy Reid, and look at Pete Carroll, and look at Bill Belichick and look at Mike Tomlin, perfect, no. But when you have that stability, you have a chance in a league that is so wide open. Do they feel do, does that ownership group feel like Sean Payton wants to do that? Does he want to be that guy that, hey, Sean, man, you are our guy. And if we're going to give up first and third, we need you here for five, seven years. This needs to be your last destination. I think that's probably a worthy question and, and maybe hanging this process up a little bit, too.
0: Yeah, you know, I think uh, and you could speak on this in Seattle, that's stability in Seattle. Um, and And not only stability, but I would also add identity. Yeah. Like Pete Carroll has an identity of what his team's going to compete. They're going to practice that way, they're going to run the ball, they're going to be physical. Like th- those are the those are the tenets he hangs his hat on. And you have seen regardless of who's playing there and the way that that organization has gone through some players they always have that yep. kind of identity. They always got that place to hang their hat. And and yep. that's really what set them apart, isn't it?
2: Yes, and it's what Baltimore has. And they know what a Raven is. And it's what Kansas City has. And they know what a Chief is. And they know what a Steeler is. And they know what a Seahawk is. And I don't know. Is there a half dozen, maybe ten, close to a third of this league that can say that? Like, we know what we're looking for. So, when guess what? We go to the Senior Bowl. And this is now starting to back you up. Like, get, get these positions field, filled because right now the Senior Bowl is going on. And you know what you want? Especially if it's a, your first head coach, you want them with your GM and scouts. And you want them spending time on task. And you want them working together to, hey, what is going to be a Bronco? is we move forward here. So now is the Senior Bowl this week. The combine's right around the corner. Free agency begins. France, like all of that stuff. These days matter. These weeks matter. And hopefully for the Bronco country, they can figure it out this week.
0: Thank you, Brock. All right, boys. See you. There he goes. Brock Hewitt or Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports 710, our sister station. Join us courtesy of Elite Sportsbook. Yeah, the, the idea of the draft compensation. I just don't understand why that should be a hang-up. If you believe Mm -hmm. that Sean Payton is the guy to come in here and immediately put the culture in place, you're getting a proven winner, you're getting somebody that is one of the top three, four offensive minds in football, Right? somebody that you believe, hey, might even be able to salvage and turn around Russell Wilson, but in the process of doing that, can also start putting another quarterback plan in place for this organization. If you think this guy's capable of doing all of this and you've got him signed to a five, six, seven year contract, why it's a you no, would it's a no brainer. You would you would sacrifice all that just because you're afraid to give up? A late first-round draft pick? Let me, that, that makes no sense to me. Let me tell you a quick story. What's that saying? Cut cut, cut off your nose to, to spite, spite your, your face? face? I mean, come on. Let me tell you a quick story because Brock just brought this up, and I think it's important. Do you know what a Bronco is? That's a, that's a great question. And, you know, my story is interesting because I was retired as a junior from college because of injury issues. I came back. I switched from the defensive side of the ball back to the offensive side of the ball. I played my senior year. I made it through healthy. I had no agent. I had no interest. I had nothing. I right? played one year essentially of college football. And I have a dream of playing in the National Football League, but it looks like that dream's coming to an end. Until one evening, one of my teammates, Marvin Washington, called me. And he said, Hey, man, the Bengals are coming to work me out tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock at the Kibby Dome. Why don't you show up to my workout? So I show up, I introduce myself, I beg to to, you know beg to work out for the scouts. Work out, blow Marvin away, and Marvin's a six foot six, two hundred and seventy pound defensive end that had fourteen and a half sacks his senior year, right? Supposed to be a you know second, third round pick. Blow him away in this workout. You know, you would think that after you blow him away once, he would quit calling you because you made him look bad in the workout. Next day comes around. Two days later, it's the Jets. A couple days later, it's the Seahawks. A couple days later, it's the Steelers. A couple days later, that invited me to every one of his workouts. And in every one of his workouts, I blew him away in the bench test. I ran a better 40, had a better vertical jump. I did it like it. It was like my, my numbers were crazy. But he just kept inviting me to his workouts. And he ended up getting drafted in the sixth round. I probably cost him three or four rounds in the draft. Okay. But teams started coming to work me out individually. After we, after we went through these workouts. Um, I wouldn't have played in the NFL if it wasn't for Marvin Washington. We win Super Bowl thirty two, and Mike Shanahan comes down to the training room where you could always find me, you know, packed in ice or getting some stem or whatever it was I was getting. And he comes down to the training room, and he says, Hey, Stink, I need to ask you a question. He goes, I need a rotational guy to play defensive end slash defensive tackle for us. And I've got... You know, seven names here on this list of paper, on this on this paper I have, this list I have. And he goes, but I don't really know these guys. He goes, tell me. He goes, you've played for a long time. You know all these guys. Tell me who, he goes, not, not t- who's the best player. He didn't say who the best player was. He didn't say who's the best defensive end, who's the best player. He said, tell me who's a Bronco, who fits our culture. He didn't ask for the best player because there was better players on that list. He hands me the list. And the first name I see on that list midway through is Marvin Washington. I said, sign him. He fits. He's one of us. My go's done. He signed him. And Marvin and I, the guy that, that, the guy that allowed me to live out my childhood dream of playing in the National Football League, that guy um, got me in the league. I got Marvin on this team so that he could, he could win a Super Bowl together. That's how important who's a Bronco Right now you you can't say that. In the last 7 years you don't know that here. The the kids that play over there at Dove Valley don't know that. They don't understand that. They don't understand the importance of that. And Brock brought up a great point and I just wanted to tell you that that stuff that's about culture, that's about culture building, that's about what's important. And um and they need to figure that out.